Hello, sweethearts. Thanks for joining me today on Love Letters 2, the daily podcast dedicated to wonderful and unexpected things. In today's episode, continuing through our month of first times, it's a love letter to Mr. Potato Head, the very first toy advertised on television. Mr. Potato Head pioneered a whole new marketing strategy and enjoyed incredible success as a result. Its new way of marketing revolutionized the toy industry and other toy manufacturers were lining up to follow its lead. Mr. Potato Head, you've continued to adjust to the changing times and remain relevant. That is why, 70 years after your introduction, you are still going strong. I'm Alicia Mintz, and I invite you to join me today for this love letter to Mr. Potato Head, coming to you right after a brief word from our sponsors. Mr. Potato Head, you have been an iconic children's toy since you were first manufactured in 1952. Most people remember playing with you when they were young and even likely bought you for their children as well. You made history not just for your popularity, but for an important milestone in children's toys and marketing to children. You were the first children's toy ever to be advertised on television. Television itself was a novelty when Hasbro first released you in the market, but it didn't take long for everyone to realize how much using this new medium to target children could improve their sales. Your commercial was marketed directly to children. Of course, those in marketing understood that children couldn't purchase their own toys, but that they certainly could, repeatedly, ask their parents to buy specific toys for them. And this is what your first commercial did. You encouraged kids to ask their parents to buy you, which means you are responsible for launching the concept of pester power. Pester power is defined as the ability of children to nag adults, especially to influence their parents to make certain purchases. Pester power is also sometimes referred to as the nag factor. It is the recognition when children are repeatedly exposed to a marketing message that they will eventually respond by pestering or nagging their parents to buy it for them. Your television advertisement was aired in 1952, a time when marketing to children was an innovative idea. We don't think about it much today because it is so commonplace, but when you were advertised for the first time, America took notice. Children responded by requesting you, and parents realized the power advertising had. Based on your sales figures, they also actually bought you for their children. Hasbro sold over 1 million units of you within your first year. Let's talk just a little bit about how you came into existence. Your inventor, George Lerner, came up with the idea for you in 1949. He originally meant for you to be plastic pieces that a child could insert into a real potato. There were some similar toys on the market already, but Lerner's vision was to have the first 3D parts. When he began pitching his idea to toy manufacturers, it wasn't a hit because most of them were worried that an idea of a child playing with vegetables instead of eating them would seem wasteful to the American public. 
After all, Americans had just lived through food rationing a few years earlier in World War II. George Lerner wouldn't give up on you, though. He reached out to Henry and Merrill Hassenfeld, Polish-Jewish brothers who were running a toy company in Rhode Island called Hassenfeld Brothers. Hassenfeld Brothers Toy Company originally made modeling clay and doctor and nurse kits. During World War II, they began using plastics in their toy line. They agreed to purchase George Lerner's concept for you in 1952, and you quickly became their first popular toy. By 1954, Hassenfeld Brothers became a major Disney licensee, and the company's sales skyrocketed. Henry and Merrill Hassenfeld eventually decided to abbreviate their company's name to what we know it as today, Hasbro. Hasbro is still headquartered in Rhode Island and owns the trademarks and products of Kenner, Parker Brothers, and Milton Bradley. Some of the toys it manufactures are Transformers, G.I. Joe, Power Rangers, Monopoly, Nerf, Twister, and My Little Pony. As of 2020, Hasbro had annual revenues of $7.21 billion, leading all toy companies in the world. You get a lot of credit for this success. Prior to your release in 1952, Hassenfeld Brothers were not a major player in the toy market. Your first commercial aired April 30, 1952. Within months, you had earned Hassenfeld Brothers more than $4 million. Richard Gottlieb, founder of Global Toy Group, said of the success on your commercial, if you're the first toy ever advertised on television, you've got no competition. People hadn't gotten to the point where they were jaded on television commercials. It was exciting and new, and people believed it. Your television advertisement was groundbreaking, and the new approach transformed the marketing industry. When other companies caught on to the effectiveness of directly targeting kids and marketing to children became more prevalent, some restrictions had to be implemented to regulate the messages being sent to kids. By the 1970s, the government had instituted stricter safety laws for all toys, including making parts big enough to avoid being a choking hazard and forbidding anything sharp. The new laws applied to you because the pointed plastic facial pieces had to be sharp enough to puncture a raw potato. So Hasbro responded by designing a plastic body with pre-made holes for the plastic facial pieces. And all the small parts laws meant that your new design was twice the size of the original because those facial parts were considered small enough to be a choking hazard. This made parents happy not only for safety reasons, but also because they wouldn't have to worry about rotting potatoes being left under their children's bed or other furniture in the home. As it turned out, the required changes to comply with the new laws actually increased sales because parents were now buying you for their younger children too. The increased popularity in sales resulted in you getting additions to your family. You got married, and Mrs. Potato Head was introduced to the toy market. Later, more friends and accessories would continue to be added. In 1995, your popularity got a resurgence when you had a leading role in Toy Story. You did such a great job in that movie, you were also included in the sequels, Toy Story 2 in 1999, Toy Story 3 in 2010, 
and Toy Story 4 in 2019. In the year 2000, you were honored by being inducted into the National Toy Hall of Fame in Rochester, New York. A few years later, Hasbro started selling themed accessory collections for you. Now, kids could dress you up as different characters and professions. Some of these included construction worker, firefighter, king, mermaid, police officer, pirate, princess, rock star, and Santa Claus. When that proved successful, they introduced a line called Sports Spuds with customized accessories for both professional and collegiate teams. In 2008, your image was made into a giant helium balloon so you could participate in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Over the years, Hasbro has made special models of you to commemorate a special event or celebrate a specific character. For example, in 2012, for the release of the Dark Knight Rises film, a model of you in a Batman costume and accessories was released. In 2014, to celebrate the Simpsons' 25th anniversary, a Homer Simpson Mr. Potato Head was produced. Hasbro has kept you on the cutting edge of technological and cultural changes. Even in 2020, a sustainable version of you was introduced called Mr. Potato Head Goes Green. This version of you is made from plant-based plastics. And most recently, in February 2021, Hasbro announced a gender-neutral version of you. There is no Mr. or Mrs. in these versions, and a new Potato Head also got a new logo. Here's to you, Mr. Potato Head. You were groundbreaking by being the first toy advertised on television and the first advertisement targeted directly to children instead of their parents. You have continued to evolve and improve with the times. It's clear that you'll be enjoyed by children for a long, long time. Thanks for listening to this episode of Love Letters 2. Until we meet again, darlings, stay in love. Thanks for listening to Love Letters 2, a Hemlock Creatives production. Feel like showing some love to Love Letters 2? We'd love it if you tell a friend or leave us a kind review or even come and visit us on social media. You can find us at Instagram or Facebook at Love Letters 2 Podcast. You can also reach out and email us at loveletters2podcast at gmail.com or visit our website at loveletters2podcast.com. Until we meet again in the next episode, darlings. Stay in love.